Religio Sanity episode 52. Back with Pastor Andrew. The pandemic is still raging on. In fact, you know, I think we thought maybe we'd be doing better by now, but America's doing worse than any other country. It is really revolting how our current government and administration under our impotent president is reacting to this major uh, medical challenge. Uh, when we had time to prepare early in the year, right after New Year time, when it became clear that there is an infectious disease spreading, they had like a month and a half, maybe two months, uh, to, to get us prepared. And they completely squandered all the time there. And so when that uh, illness came to our shores, uh, nothing was prepared. Do you remember about that uh, situation uh, about the testing and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, keeping people in the cruise ships because yes. uh, if they were allowed to come on shore, they, count. they, they, they will be counted and yeah. uh, it'll change our... And, and this absolute nonsense, irrationality, still continues like by yeah. uh, limiting number of testing so that we have lower numbers of positives and and these kind of things it's it's just absolutely insane so it is uh it is criminal criminal negligence i would almost say and uh on on the side of the government some more and some less but definitely the political appointees are just uh Atrocious. That's one thing. The other thing is that this experience with the pandemic and uh, irresponsible, impotent government reminded me of something we ourselves inflicted on indigenous peoples mm. and how difficult and catastrophic it had to be. Just imagine that we are struggling with this pandemic of uh, COVID-19. You know, it's spreading through the society. Thousands and thousands are infected, uh, partly because of uh, absolute uh, uselessness of the government. Mm -hmm. Many people are dying, especially among the vulnerable. And in, in those communities which are most exposed it is a major disruption of of the life but frankly the pandemics of the past were so much worse and our first-hand experience with this current uh, illness actually opened my mind opened my eyes and my mind to the realities, what, what happened uh, to indigenous people, for instance, uh, Native Americans after their contact with Europeans, uh, and how devastating it must have been. Uh, because, you know, we, we are hardly talking about uh, 
1% mortality among the infected. And now think about uh, what we know from the history for Native Americans after Europeans came here and uh, measles and the smallpox uh, started to spread. And within two generations or something like that, uh, some estimates are saying 90% of people were gone. Hmm. Think about it, 90% in two generations. It's almost unimaginable and yes. unthinkable. And imagine that that is in a society which is oral society, where all the information about uh, uh, all the legends, or the myths, all the important stories are passed orally from one generation to another. All the learning is passed on, all the techniques are passed on from one generation to another, from an elder to a child. Those children are selected, you know, they are observed and selected for learning, you know, they, they will pick them up, observing, you know, how bright they are, how good memory they have, what is their dexterity, and then they'll pass it on to, to them. And now imagine that they are dying like flies. And the children, they might be being prepared for carrying the information might die, and the elders who are to pass the information might die. And so it is a major, just for us, an absolutely unimaginable disruption of, of their life, of their culture, of everything. In, in our situation, I can imagine only a complete collapse of anything electronic. GPS systems suddenly stop working. Uh, all the databases gone, all the electronic books gone, everything, printers not working, uh, everything. So you will be stuck with old libraries, but would not have any indices because these days uh, all those might be gone. You know, those card indices I used yeah. to use when I did my first research in, in, in Prague in, in the university library. Uh, maybe there are still some left, so we'll have some approach to, to the information locked in the books, but everything else gone. Electronic journals and peer-reviewed articles, if they were not printed, gone. So that will be similar situation, similar disruption. Nothing working, no information or very, very little being able to be passed on and somehow haphazardly. So the context is gone. Mm -hmm. and, and that happened because of us. Mm. And was to some degree even artificially, intentionally introduced because there are uh, testimonies that British future Americans intentionally spread smallpox among, uh, among Native Americans. That they 
gave them uh, smallpox infested uh, blankets wow. so that they would spread it faster through their uh, now in quotation marks enemies you know or those uh, native tribes they wanted to eliminate and of course you know it spread even further so you know it infected even those who, uh, tribes which were aligned to them and uh, that that is and you know that's uh, that's a well-known fact among scholars certainly and those who study history uh, that uh, you know that happened and uh, Sir Jeffrey Amherst was like a governor here uh, is is on record of instructing his uh, his people to to do that thing wow. you know to to uh, to, to spread uh, he was the supreme commander of British in North America. He instructed his soldiers uh, under his command to, to do that. Uh, so that, that's, uh, but, but you know, that, that is several centuries, uh, even a, a more recent uh, situation was with Hawaiians with, with, a, similar, uh, with a similar consequences. Uh, only archaeology and anthropology there also uh, can kind of uh, bring us a full picture of that because again uh, when the first uh, uh, Europeans came around uh, they, they were just observations uh, and uh, they were uh, somehow guessing the population of, of, of as they call them sandwich islands um, Hawaii Islands and uh, estimating populations uh, and when uh, in first half of 19th century the missionaries did the first censuses there you know they, they recorded numbers and uh, they were substantially lower than those estimates from those mm. first uh, first observers there was an how would we call it uh, there was a discussion among the scholars you know can we trust the numbers of those first who observed that and uh, that needed to be investigated and uh, anthropologists came and, and started to uh, assess the density of population in, in some uh, districts uh, which were least uh, affected by later developments uh, established some numbers and uh, there you know like counting the number of settlements and based upon the settlements and knowing how many people inhabited each settlement and being able to carbon date those settlements uh, and therefore knowing you know how the population was growing or shrinking they were able to uh, establish uh, some solid data for those uh, undeveloped districts of uh, Hawaiian islands and then extrapolate for the whole islands it's 
it's not precise, but it looks that those first estimates by explorers were actually lower than reality that the population of Hawaiian Islands before the contact was really peaking and was uh, definitely over one million people. And uh, later on, it shrank down to just hundreds of thousands. Hmm. So, few hundreds of thousands. So, the shrinkage of the population within, again, two generations from discovery till 1830, 31, 32, or something like that, was about 70 to 80 percent. Hmm. Because of predominantly uh, illnesses. You know, now think about it from our experience and experience with, with this pandemic, where, you know, as, as upsetting and uprooting our normal life it is, uh, we are talking about 1%, less than 1%. That's right. And, and here, it could be year after year, high percentages of mortality. You know, probably coming in waves and, and cutting down their fertility also. Mm-hmm. Like some illnesses which were spread uh, affected that as well. But uh, simply by killing people in productive age, and infecting them, say, with gonorrhea, which uh, lowers fertility, mm. uh, uh, that, uh, that was just uh, absolutely atrocious. And you're saying this was a orchestrated uh, No, this spreading. was not. Uh, I, I think that in Hawaii it was not orchestrated. And uh, here in America there were some signs of that, uh, that there, there was... Uh, it, it was spreading itself, mm. and mm. Uh, Europeans were helping it. You know, mm-hmm. British especially, their uh, future Americans were helping it. Uh, when they got into a tight spot militarily, uh, they would uh, intentionally spread smallpox, uh, mm. smallpox uh, uh, a little faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the result among those people who did not have any natural immunity and never met these kind of illnesses, it would probably happen anyhow. But here it was intentionally spread. Uh, and, and, you know, warfare in addition to that, <laughs> you know, just uh, thinking about it, they were considering all we know about this now. They were surprisingly sturdy, probably sturdier than we would have been mm-hmm, yeah. uh, ourselves in, in a similar situation. Yeah. You just, just think about, <laughs> you know, even, even 30% of population disappearing. Mm-hmm. The, the, not, nothing would work. No. You know, or barely. I, I think that with, with that number of people gone, I, I think that we would have difficulties running the basic services like running water and electricity. Yeah. 
to, to, to forget about all the electronic communication and all of that, uh, that, that would be probably gone uh, for good. So uh, that is, and you know, they, they were partly better equipped of dealing with it uh, because uh, from, uh, from anthropology, we know that, uh, you know, their lifespan was much shorter than ours. Mm -hmm. And, and they developed, uh, I, I know it from uh, Hawaiian situation, how they developed ways of dealing with it and coping with it. So they, they, they had, uh, they, they did not have nuclear families like we have. They, they had uh, what they call Ohana, which is a broader family, they're multi-generational families, which mm. enabled them to pass that information I mentioned just before about the Native Americans. Similar thing was over there. It was an oral culture. You needed to pass on information. You needed to preserve and hopefully grow the population. And uh, so these larger units of at least three generation families uh, developed with the readiness of adopting children which were not taken care of or whose relatives died. Uh, so adoption was widely uh, widespread there. And um, the other thing is that generally prime caregivers to children were grandparents if they lived or grandparent generation it mm -hmm. might not be direct biological grandparents or but whoever lived into that older age was caring for children and that released the younger generation to have more kids because that was their constant struggle to to keep their population uh, going. And of course, also the older generation then was better equipped of passing on the uh, the information and and uh, picking up the brightest among the children to to teach them uh, family and tribe tribal lore. Uh, and skills and everything. So it was almost like jumping a generation always. Mm -hmm. You know, the children learn from their grandchildren. And, yeah. Uh, or children mm -hmm. learn from, from their grandparents, grandparents uh, while their parents were reproducing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when they became an, of reproductive age, they just took care of that and mm. sustaining the community you know, because that was not only reproducing, but also feeding everyone mm -hmm. while uh, their parents took care of their kids mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So that, that, was their, uh, that was their strategy and that worked for them even under this uh, serious stress of introduced infections to some degree. But then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah, you know, when when the whole generation of children is wiped out or a yeah. whole generation or substantial part of elderly is wiped out. Uh, it disrupts the Then, then the it whole disrupts thing. of passing on that information. And, and, you know, we don't even know what went missing. 
yeah. in there. And, and scientists until now try to go and sift through whatever survived because it, it can give you ideas, you know, what, what there might be there among the herbal medicines and, and other things uh, um, to, to look into. But, you know, substantial treasure might be completely missing, mm -hmm. which was accumulated over millennia and went extinct, unfortunately. So, you, you know, that's what this current uh, pandemic in, in our society uh, is leading me to, to think about and, and more fully be aware. First-hand experience with pandemic, really, Peter, I, I think, uh, made me more sensitive and uh, opened my mind mm. to, uh, to realities of... Uh, what what people were dealing with yeah and i i think that the, the people started to compare it with the black death you know and yeah. all those other major pandemics of the past yeah which is fine you know it can be done but for me simply because of my interests yeah. In 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 Hawaii, for instance, uh, I I immediately kind of draw parallel with what we are experiencing and what they might had experienced yeah. back then, and how much worse it was for them. Yeah. And and sometimes it takes us going through something for us to fully examine. Yeah, history like this, and, and recognize, you know, and and appreciate, you yeah. know, their uh, their their toughness, their sturdiness, uh, yeah, and 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 recognize the morals uh, which help them to carry through that, and yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, right now, the thing is that. You know, there is that social distancing, so it means uh, separating people as much as possible. And that yeah. is a good strategy for keeping the infection from spreading. Yes. But in order to keep the society running, we need to have the opposite movement or be more intentional about uh, keeping together and caring for one another. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so thankful for our church that uh, it is doing it, uh, you know, through uh, different media and, and so on. Our deacons uh, jumped in and started to be definitely more active in reaching out and keeping people connected uh, so that we can compensate for what the, the, that social distancing and physical distancing uh, cut us from. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, that'll be the lesson from Hawaii, you, yes. you know, having their big families and, and caring for one another and, and, and sharing and caring for even broader circle or not having it defined only for a biological family, but being open to expand that family into yeah. a broader circle. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you for expanding our awareness once again. Thank you, Peter. Until next time.